This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. What up, lady? Welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 67. It is another Ask Stacey Anything, and this time with one of my dear friends, Riley Rain. And I absolutely have been digging this series. I can't wait to share more of the combos that we've been having. And really, the whole intention here is to flip the script and have women in my community interview me on the show. So instead of me interviewing them, they're actually interviewing me, and it's a whole lot of fun. So in this episode, we explored a range of of what's been going on in my work and my life, what it takes to hold powerful space and some of my practices around that and really being your own friend because girl, you know, we got to do that and self-care while growing through the tough stuff in life. So as always, this podcast is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women, where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If this is your first time tuning into the show, I am so stoked you are here and the warmest welcome to you. If you receive something from this episode, maybe you've been listening to all of these episodes if you're one of our loyal listeners and for that, thank you so much. But if you receive anything, if it's an awareness, a new insight, something, I would really encourage you to share this with a friend, share it on your Instagram, tag me in that-ish because I would love to share it out too and just share this with a girlfriend because you just never know who can really be impacted by these messages. So I want to tell you a little bit about Riley before we jump into this. She is one of my dear friends. She is a spiritual mentor. She's a guide and a miracle worker who's here to help inspire and empower you so that you can awaken to and live in your light with the warmth of sunlight and presence of love, which is so her. You're going to get that vibe so soon. Uh, Riley will hold space for you to connect to your energy, your mindset, and belief to your truth and stand beside you in your transformation, expansion, and becoming. And she is a beautiful writer, uh, has so many incredible offerings. So I'm really excited for you to get to, to, to feel into her energy as well. And we have an upcoming episode, which is me interviewing her, which I'm really excited about sharing with you guys as well. So I absolutely loved this chat with her. So lady, let's get into it. Riley, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I'm so excited to have this convo with you. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Just right before we hit record, I was saying, I can't believe that we have never done a podcast together because you're like one of my favorite people. <laughs> and, right? <laughs> and we talk all the time and we always have these yeah. profound conversations. For those of you that, that yeah. don't know this, I don't know how you would know this, so we'll just tell you. Every week, Riley and I uh, jump on the phone and we, or on a Zoom call or whatever, and we connect with each other and we've been studying A Course in Miracles together. And uh, so we have these beautiful conversations conversations every week and now you're going to get to sit and listen in on one of these conversations and uh, I'm just really excited to dive in with you. We have no idea what we're going to talk about. Maybe you do because you're thinking about pulling some stuff out of me. I'm not sure but I yeah. have no idea. I love that. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we haven't done a podcast together yet and I also think that like this is the most perfect way for us to do a podcast because we never know what we're going to talk about when we sit down and talk with each other. And exactly. <laughs> we always just go to like the most beautiful places. So I'm really excited to see where we go today. Me too. Me too. And before we jump into that, obviously the listeners heard a little bit in the intro about who you are and what you do, but what's going on in your life these days? What are you focused on? What you up to? Oh, yeah. So I am a spiritual mentor and I'm really focused on creating beautiful and life-changing connections with people. Um, that is the space that's really filling my heart right now and inspiring some big leaps in my own personal life as well. Um, so that is what I am focused on and tapped into right now. And I'm just super excited to watch all of that blossom. Yay. Yeah. You're up to some really beautiful things. And I always love just seeing your, your clarity in bringing forth new conversations for people. So thank you yeah. for the work that you're doing. Lovely. Oh, thank you. You've inspired a lot of that for sure. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So let's just dive in since I'm going to be interviewing you today. All right. Let's do this. 
So I know you usually have people introduce themselves, like who they are and what they do, but I think most of us know who you are and what you do. So I am really curious because I have been so blessed to see you behind the scenes of so much in life and business and all of the things. I would love to hear what is like the most raw expression of your passion and purpose that you're exploring right now. Ooh, love that question. Okay. Yeah. Mm, what is the most raw expression of that? Mm. What I'm really exploring right now is, and this was displayed in my spoken word piece and in, in the ones that I'm creating right now, is this idea of like really using my voice to in unconventional ways, like start really mm. potent conversations. And so one of the things that um, I've always known about myself is that I'm, I'm a very creative person, but I'm very like unorthodox in my creativity. And it's not really that unorthodox. It's just that I don't paint or, you know, <laughs> do these tr traditional kind of creative works and what it comes through me and what I want to really create, um, which is just something that feeds into everything that I do. It's, it's really about truth and it's about starting conversations and kind of creating a little bit of friction if you will um mm -hmm. just to have us see different perspectives so looking at you know my passion for really being a voice for the unheard you know people who feel forgotten people who are in really dark places like I was people who are struggling in addiction um people who are you know feeling like they don't have a way out or a different path that they can choose and really starting to use like specific language because that's the issue that I've seen in even just in the personal development space. And not to say that this is an issue because I don't think it is, but just that I want to see more um, mainstream language and mainstream um, content for people who are not really exposed to spirituality and to mentorship and to personal development and entrepreneurship, like offering something to them that they can really see in their own way and be like, oh, wow, there's something else available to me. And so yeah. one of the ways that I'm exploring that, and this is really raw, like I don't have this figured out at all. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, the exploration 101 um, is really creating spoken word pieces that are delivered in video form that are capturing images and and pieces of the puzzle that we don't always think about and you know I just it, it feels really like ugh, it feels like my life work in a lot of ways and it also feels really mm -hmm. scary and it feels like I have no idea what I'm doing um and it also seems to me like it's it's like I always feel like this is what purpose feels like it's like you just can't not do it um, yeah. yeah, so there's, there's definitely that in there and, and the connection, you know, into my work is really interesting because first I was like, oh, I can't just create these like spoken word pieces. Like what, that, like what, like what, 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 what are you talking about, Stacey? And then it was like, oh, okay. And I love to sit with people, you know, and do, do works like this, like create conversations or coaching people and mentoring people and creating courses and those kinds of things, which is more of the logical, you know, part of things. Like how do we now, we've started yeah. the conversation. We've created the opening. We've felt that there's something else available. You know, yeah. we've been moved to believe something else is off, is available to ourselves. And then it's like, okay, now what? Yeah. You know, so starting that process of like really walking with people um, to create what they're here to create in the world. And because I really believe, I really truly believe this through and through, through and through that every single person has a gift. Everybody has medicine for the world. And it's like, you know, I get that so many people who are in dark places, people who, and I don't mean dark as in like you're rock bottom. Like sometimes you're in a dark place when you are still working at a job that you hate and in a relationship that does not fulfill you in a relationship with yourself that doesn't fulfill you. Like that can be a dark place for us. It's nobody can judge what is and isn't a dark place, you know, and you know, if you know, right. And totally, I feel like that is really a potent place to be right because like we we I know what it's like to go from a place of just just like what is going on with my life to to really starting to reestablish those deep connections with ourselves and with source and with what we're here to do and in my yeah. experience people who are in the shit people who are going through some of their greatest obstacles in life are the people who have the most to share and contribute 
they have these mm-hmm. tremendous gifts and it's like the path was perfectly determined for them to get to that place and it takes so much grit and gumption to overcome things in life we all know that and i just i think that my part of my message is starting to bring more to people who are in that space and doing that through kind of a little bit of i want to say entertainment but that's not really what i see it as i kind of see it as more like really moving um cinematography and spoken word and so yeah starting to bring more of that out and truthfully it's like it's really confronting me at the moment but i feel like that answers your question it definitely like brings it kind of all together and one of the things also that i will say that has just been so in my face the past couple years and i I know that this is because of my journey with this too and just like all of my gifts and my medicine kind of coming into a point is there's kind of two prongs to what I what I love is to serve people who are in that transition and transformation and also to really support women who ha- are in the, their gift. They're sharing their gift. They're at that point of, okay, I've hit a, an upper limit. You know, I'm working too much. My relationships are suffering. I'm not present. I, I'm disconnected from my body. I feel like I'm in my masculine all the time. Um, You know, my brain's not working like it used to. I'm drinking 16 shots of espresso a day, like those (laughs) kinds of things. Like, I just so get that. I come from a workaholic background, you know, and so I just I really see that that some of my very specific gifts and the content that I'm creating right now and a lot of the stuff that I'm like gearing towards is like there's another way. Like really Mm -hmm. releasing the struggle, you know, in life, in work, in business, like releasing the struggle so that we can actually shine because we've been sold, especially as women in the business world, we've been sold this idea that it has to be hard. And don't get me wrong, like I work my ass off and I know you do too. Everybody does, right? It's like we, you know, there's there's an element of like showing up, but it doesn't have to look like sacrificing our health and our well-being and our Mm -hmm. spiritual practices and all these things like really getting to a place where we can get to the next level in life by transforming our experience of it and really starting to like access those peak levels of performance so that's that's something that I feel really called to do that was like like if God gave me a message recently it was like this is what you're supposed to do (laughs) you're supposed to help these people who have tremendous gifts to share Please yeah. help them so that they can give them more fully. <laughs> like, yes. Oh my okay. Gosh. All right. So I feel like a little bit of a, um, I've heard this expression before and it always kind of gets me. It's like, I almost am noticing how much of a number two that I'm being called to be. And, and what I mean by that is like mm-hmm. su- supporting people, like really standing with people. And it's not about like, oh, like Stacey Ray is like this, you know, guru. Like that's not what I feel in my heart. I actually feel like I'm meant to support really tremendous people. Yeah. Like I'm a kind of a number two person. Like I stand in the background and hold the space. And that doesn't mean that I don't create. And I think a lot of us can get confused about this. If we feel like we support other people, we're not the ones that are supposed to be shining. It's not true. It's just that we're supposed to be actually like holding a really powerful container for people. And I just, I really feel that in my heart. Still going to create my own personal brand, do all the things as we do. But it's just like I kind of am getting more and more the older that I get. And the more that I do this, I'm like, oh, I get it. I'm supposed to be holding that space for people's medicine to come out. Yeah. You know? And you do that so powerfully. (laughs) Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, and I know from personal experience because you've walked through some fire with me for sure. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, And yeah, like just. I feel like because we do very, very similar work, right? It's so much about just helping somebody to ignite their own spark. Yeah. Right? So good. And you do that so beautifully. You do that so, so powerfully. Mm. And that's one thing I was going to ask you was how do you hold space in the way that you do? And you might not like, this might be your gift. You're like, I don't really know how I do this. Mm. But because I've been able to witness you and watch you hold space for so many women, I would love to know what your process is with that and like what the intention is behind that too, because you hold space in a way that I have never seen before. Oh, wow. Oh, that kind of like hit me right in the feels. I was like, really? (laughs) That means so much to me. I just, I think the biggest thing for that is, yeah, (laughs) my process. 
I feel like it's actually about being a really shiny, clean mirror. And that's just something that Mm -hmm. I learned through the coaching space and also just really like sitting with people. And it also Mm -hmm. comes from a a long history of desiring to be heard and seen myself and just not being seen as a problem to fix because we're not. You know, and I think a lot of us are, we're used to that, right? People kind of coming into communication with us and being like, okay, let's solve your problems, (laughs) right? And that, there's a time and a place for that. And there's also a time for us to sit with each other, especially as women, and just hear each other and just Mm -hmm. listen and listen to what we don't say and listen to what we do say and, and like keep asking. And I think it's a really deep part of the feminine healing too, is like, like really continuously holding that powerful space of like, is there anything else for you to express? Is there anything else to say about this? What do you need right now? How can I support you? And like genuinely really sitting with people in that because, and I, I definitely get the hunch that part of that for me comes from being in really intense environments and spaces in my own life. So I can sit in the fire, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, there's nothing that you could bring to me that I can't be with. Like I, I yeah. just, there's just nothing. Right. And so it's just, it's that level of like, you've been into the depths of yourself. And so anything somebody brings, you're not going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> like, and of course there's things I don't know. Uh, obviously people, you know, say things to me all the time where I'm like, whoa, you know, that, that hit me. And there's an yeah. element of like, it's always going to be okay. Like no matter how, intense and how earth shattering it can feel life you know moving us Mm -hmm. shaking us Mm -hmm. um, peeling back layers of ourselves it's always going to be okay and I think that just I I actually I just know that 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 belief I have of it's always going to be okay just it carries me through that constantly of just seeing people as they're not broken and it's okay and we get to be in the messiness of everything. And it's also like totally my Scorpio, like Pisces. Thing. I'm like, <laughs> yes, just this deep emotional, like ocean, like come to me, let's swim together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I think part of my process is really doing my own work because I can feel the difference when, when I can't sit with people, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. in my head or something's going on for me, uh, And I know we can all relate, like if we just presence ourselves to when we are in our head about something, it's like you can't hear anything beyond that ping pong in your, in your own brain. And for me, that, that looks like talking it out. It looks like writing it out. It looks like having a lot of support, a lot of meditation, a lot of dance and movement and taking care of myself because I can feel it. I actually hit a bit of a an upper limit with that um a few months ago where I was like whoa I literally cannot hear anyone right now what's up with that (laughs) you know so I think it is really it's a dance I don't think anybody is just masterful at holding space I think it just it comes with the the ever you know intake and output you know like consistently Mm -hmm. being in that flow and and I truly feel this in my heart and I don't know if this is necessarily true for others but if I'm not supported if I don't have spaces that I can have held for me then I can't hold space for other people it's like it we need to be in that that constant state of receiving and giving you know so Um, And Mm -hmm. you see this a lot with women who are in high service positions. They serve a lot. They give a lot. And then that space for them is not necessarily as available and they burn out. Right. And so it's it's really a a give and take. And I think it's love too, you know, like you just, when you can truly connect to the, the love and the appreciation for other people. And if, if that feels challenging, it's like, that's that's your experience of love with you too and with god too and with the universe too and nature too and everything right so it's like looking at what is my connection to me because that's how much i can feel that connection with someone else too so like i notice when if i'm being judgy about me i'm gonna have that kind of speed of judgment with someone else right and so it's that consistent work and reflection for me and this is just my process some people are really really naturally good at holding space for me it's definitely um, it's definitely getting attuned to that energy of love and, mm-hmm. and care, you know? Um, yeah. 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 
Hey lady, we will be back to this conversation in just a moment, but first I wanted to personally extend an invitation to our upcoming warrior goddess retreat happening in January, 2019 in Yarra Valley, Victoria, Australia. In this deep dive retreat, you will learn and embody a full range of healing and activating archetypes while understanding and releasing old patterns that no longer serve you in being fully expressed as all of who you are. From daily yoga practices to women's circles, plant-based healing foods, and profound learnings on how to soften and strengthen in the ways you crave, you can expect to leave this retreat with a completely full tank and actionable ways to feel more empowered in your relationships, your work in the world, your body, and your femininity. For more details, visit the link in the show notes or go to retreatsinaus.com. Now, back to the combo. I so resonate with that (laughs) because I mean, both of us hold space so much in our businesses and in our lives, because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I also want to talk about is because you and I, in our realm of work, we talk so much about walking with other people, right? I also recognize, and I also have been able to witness you walking with yourself, which has been so, so inspirational and empowering to me. And I'm sure it has been to other women who have seen that as well, because every week we get on these calls and we just check in with each other and we, you know, explore and study. And you mentioned Exploration 101 earlier, right? And I feel <laughs> like that's what our calls are all, always about. It's just Exploration 101. And it's it's both with ourselves and with each other. Like it's both in support and in how can I really look at this differently for myself, which is the most beautiful thing. And I would love to know more about like how it has changed your life or how it has empowered you to really like be your own best friend and be your biggest supporter. Hmm. (laughs) Well, this is going to be an interesting answer. I realized recently uh, another layer of this. So I don't think it ever ends. I don't think we ever like get there where we're like, okay, cool. We're BFFs. Totally. Like, yeah. And I, and I kind of, you know, I slipped into a little bit of that kind of just, you know, just being kind of a little bit complacent about self-love. And I, and I realized this recently because I'm in a teaching position a lot, which is something Mm -hmm. I've pulled back from a little bit in the the past couple Mm -hmm. months, just to really like hone in on what was going on for myself. Yeah. The season I'm in right now has been, and I, I don't know if this is just a life path thing or what, but like the level of honesty that I experience with myself on a regular basis. And I, and I, I definitely attribute that to some of the growth because that level of honesty where I can feel when something is just not working and I'm willing to look at it. And sometimes it's really painful. And recently this was really painful. It was like, um, some of you guys probably saw this video, uh, that, uh, Hanari and Kate O'Brien created from my experience at Game Changer Live last year. And I was feeling really good. And then that video got posted and I was like, oh, here's something here for me. Because I had all of this, like, I, I had some judgment that showed up, which was, you know, whatever, that's pretty normal, right? Like, we have those experiences yeah. of ourselves. And the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, that's so powerful. That was my experience. It was very factual. I was like, yeah. And there was some emotion there. Like, wow, I'm so proud of me. This is so beautiful. And then I literally woke up the next day and I was in this shame spiral. And I was like thinking to myself, A, I was a little bit um, judgy about the fact that I don't feel like who I was in that video last year. I've, I've grown so much. I've established so many new things for myself. And I had this weird, like weird, but you know what I'm saying? I had Mm -hmm. this, like, just this bubbling experience of not being with myself, not being on my own team and really judging this older version of me, like this, this version of me from last year. And I was like, oh, like, look at her posture and like, look at how she's speaking. Like, she's not clear. And like, like I was, I was judging myself. And that hit me right in the gut. Like I spent the whole day like getting supported around this. I was reaching out to people like, can you just reflect something to me here? Because I am, my ego had me. Like it, all yeah. I could see was judgment and shame and what are people going to think? And who is this in service of? This isn't in service of me. And like, I was just so in my stuff. And it was this beautiful opportunity. Um, And this is where coaching comes in. This is where having people in your corner comes in because 
you know, it's, it's easy for like people to jump on the bandwagon with you and be like, oh, you're right. Like, oh yeah, that must be really hard. Like, I'm sorry you're, you're, you're feeling that way. And I, and I have a really tremendous coach who I work with all the time and she's, she's been with me for like three years. We've been working together and she's just, I I feel like I will be working with her until the day I die. Like it's that kind of connection. (laughs) And she's just, she's so, she, she gets me, you know, she knows me. And that's, that's the power of that relationship in coaching is that you get to know each other. And so there's this element of like, even when you're in the shit, it's like, I know that that's not you. So let's get to the Mm -hmm. other side of that. Let's really get underneath this and see what's really going on. And for me, it was like, it was a a level of, and I will go so far as to say self-hate that I hadn't experienced in a really Mm -hmm. long time. And it just, it really put some things into the forefront for me because I had become quite complacent and there were areas that I, you know, and these are blind spots, right? Areas that I wasn't fully embracing myself, that I wasn't fully allowing myself to be messy and to be human. And I'm still unpacking these things all the time. Like I talk about my life pretty freely, but there's, there's times where I'm like, oh, you know, like I, I hold back or I struggle to say the thing or I judge myself afterwards or I worry or whatever. Right. And it's, it's so human and it's so okay. And, and yet there was this part of me that was like, no, get it right. You're not evolved enough. You're not this enough. You're not wise enough. People aren't going to see the real you. Like I just had all of this stuff and I was like, wow, I got to this place where I was like, huh, look at that. Because that's all the stuff that, you know, when we put ourselves into positions, this is why the people say, get outside of your comfort zone, get outside of your comfort zone, because it's going to bring all those things to the surface. If that video hadn't come out, I may have gone in the next 10 years and not even known that I was judging old me that much, that I was trying to run from that version of myself, I wouldn't have even maybe known, right? And so it's like, that's right. why we do these things. That's why we bring these these stretching, you know, gritty experiences where we put ourselves out there or we do these things because that, you might not know what's going to come up and the things that do are perfect. It's the right thing. It's the perfect thing. Yeah. It's the beautiful thing. And that was what came up for me. And so, I mean, I definitely... I I love to walk with myself. I love to love myself. I love to be on my own team. And it's a practice that I've had for a very long time. And sometimes I'm not. And it's yep. a process of, of honesty. And like, you know, it's always so much deeper than the moment. It's never like, oh, I was just judging myself. It's like, cool. Remember that time when you were four? Like, where? <laughs> like it, it always like comes back into something really deep you know, and, and it did yeah. for me this time. And it, and it does every other time too, where it's like, oh, there's that part of me that still needs my love. That part of me that I'm not loving the part of me that I just want to go away. And it's that consistent, like maybe not even consistent, but like constant bringing us back home to ourselves, you know, and that experience just last week, again, brought me home to another level of myself where I was like, can you be with everything? Can you, can you be with where you've been? Can you be with not being in control of how your story is shared and still love yourself anyways? You know, so, man, it got messy for a minute there. It got messy. I was like, (laughs) I, yeah, I got, I got messy. I got messy for a minute and it was beautiful. It was exactly what needed to happen to have me witness this next layer of me. Yeah. So <laughs> ongoing journeys over here. <laughs> ongoing. O- ongoing. It's never ending. Never and ending. I think that's that's one of the most beautiful things about, you know, spiritual growth and this life, honestly, <laughs> in general, is that there's always something that can bring us back to our own heart and, and really, you know, call us into this space of really looking at what is true and what is not, because there's so much that we've been conditioned to believe that is not true. And there's so much that, you know, is just in the air (laughs) that isn't true and doesn't matter. And having connections like, you know, the connection that you and I have and having people in your corner and having, you know, that, that level of accountability and honesty with yourself to go, okay, wait a minute is this really even true? No. And like, this is not in alignment with love. So let me let that go. Or let me move through that in the way that I need to so that I can heal. 
it's yeah. it's the most beautiful and wild and uncomfortable but also kind of fun yeah <laughs> right can, that yeah, you can go totally on. yeah totally yeah it almost feels like we're shedding a part of ourselves in the process but it's yeah. not a part of yourself like like self-hate is not true it's not a part of you it's just it's, it, it isn't exactly like, and so it, it yeah but it feels so real in the moments you know it mm-hmm. feels so real and it is that giving up like are you willing to surrender this yeah 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 that's mm. so powerful it's so powerful i would love to know what you do to really take care of yourself in those moments where you're like okay i feel really messy and i really don't know how to move through this or i really don't know if i'm willing to surrender this what do you do to take care of yourself in that process oh gosh yeah like it's it, sometimes it's it looks a little different than other times so i'll just keep it like yeah. as broad as i can here like definitely the big one and this is the this is the area that's been the most struggle for me i'll be totally transparent about that is reaching out because for mm-hmm. me i always was a deeply emotional person i went through a lot of trauma in my life and i was also like a loner for like half my life i had very few friends um i kept people really at distance from me And I also believed that my messiness was just, it was just happening to me, (laughs) you know, like in my younger years, I was like, oh, nobody else experiences this because we didn't see that. Right. That wasn't really, we didn't have social media where people got vulnerable. We didn't have, you know, all all we saw was like our family, our friends and movies. Right. And there Mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of like, you know, messy meltdowns or, you know, like feelings of like deep, like misunderstanding of self and like, you know, like that wasn't really being shown to me as a child. And so growing up, I was like, oh God, like I got to keep this a secret. Like people can't see this. I'm crazy. Like I had a lot of judgment about that and it took a long time for me, um, even just as I entered into more of like personal development and, and more of a spiritual practice with my, myself, it was like, wow, okay this is this is a part that I need to be expressing and sharing and and being held in like that was such a huge space and it still is for me like I still I have an agreement with one of my friends where she's like you know you call me like when you get really in the shit I don't care how messy it is you call me and um oof it's hard it's hard to do right when we're when we're really like when we feel like we are not (laughs) you know there's there's all these things that come up like oh i'm going to be a burden or oh this person doesn't want it's like cool do mm-hmm. it anyways right and so that's that's been a big one for me is like reaching out and having people hold me in that space so sometimes it's just listening my partner's amazing at this like if i call him any time of day if he's here with me the same thing like and i say look i need i need you to to just be with me for a minute he's amazing. It's just like, just being with it, you know, like, cool. And like, what do you need? And like, are you okay? And, and like, just walking me through it. Um, and so that's a big one is like communication, like just vocalizing. And sometimes the taking care of self looks like literally moving that energy. So I like to really practice this ongoingly. This is not just when things feel kind of sticky, but like really, truly listening to myself. So like even right before we got on here, I like took a few minutes and I was just like listening in to me. Like I know my body, not necessarily my mind, but like yeah. me, like how, how am I feeling right. in my body? What am I present to? What is like in my field, in my space? Because sometimes when we're really in the fear too, there's a lot of like illusion, right? Like we're kind of, if we're going totally. through something that's really intense, um, Nathaniel Solis said this once many years ago. I heard him say this on, on, well, actually, no, it was on the episode we did for Lady Talk Radio. He said this. He said, I always assume that I'm under some form of hypnosis. And that really (laughs) struck me. I was like, yeah, that's very accurate. Like, we're always kind of in our own illusion of what's going on. And so sometimes it's, for me, it's like, I like to imagine that I was five, six, 10, 20 years down the road, looking back at myself, yep. what would I see? 
Like, what would be the advice I would give to myself now as future highest best self, right? And so just even looking at that sometimes can give me a little bit of altitude so I can be like, oh, yeah, this is okay. I'm okay. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, get up, dust yourself off. What do you need? You know? Um, and I'm like a really huge, like, you guys have probably heard me say this so many times, but like, just stop trying to push things forward and just take a moment like things are not going to fall apart if you take the afternoon off (laughs) you know like I have canceled appointments I have put myself first more times than I can count and it always is okay it always works out beautifully for the other person everything is fine um and that's just a commitment that I have to my well-being like if I'm really not to say that I'm like stepping out of commitments and stuff because I'm pretty clear on like hey is my fear directing me away from the things I should be doing Mm, there's a fine line in there right but there's definitely a line of like hey you know what I actually am feeling really not okay in this moment and I need to take care of me and go have a bath and do some journaling and get get in my space and then like we always think it's going to take days it takes like two hours and then like, you know, sometimes a little right. longer, a little shorter, doesn't matter how long it takes. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny how we can resist just taking care of ourselves. Like for me, sometimes it looks like having a bath. Sometimes it looks like reading my book or going for a walk or doing what I need to do to get my head right and to get my heart yeah. in the space, you know? Um, so yeah. And I, I'm a really big fan of breath work and embodiment work, like more of the dancing of archetypes and moving my body, like things like this, just move that energy around. And so that's really huge. I think that those ones are my key, my key players, um, to kind of get me back into being, but definitely like the, the, the key thing here is, we can like resist what we need and it's still there and we can just try to push. Right. And this is what I see so many people are like exhausted and depleted and angry and holding a lot of suppressed emotions in the body versus like just putting things down for a second because the, the working and the pushing things forward can also become the avoidance of what is. Yeah. You know, and, and I did that for so many years and sometimes I still catch myself doing it where I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> You know, um, what is that? Like, what are you, what are you trying to not feel right now? So I always say it's like, it's through, you know, just feel it. Let yourself go there. It's never as as intense as we think it's going to be either. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. One of the biggest things that I've come to acknowledge and be really present with in the last year is like, you're always going to be okay. And you also like have full permission to experience something that's uncomfortable because it's totally going to serve you in the end. (laughs) Like there's no way it won't. Right. Unless you choose to point fingers or blame or, you know, choose resistance or resentment. But that's where, I think that's where that honesty piece comes in. It's like getting really fucking honest with yourself and what you're really feeling and then you can find that magic and find that light and, and get back mm. into that space where you're like, oh, okay, I'm good now. Totally. <laughs> I yeah. can grow now, right? Yeah, yeah. I've definitely had, um, you know, moments of uh, really blaming my partner, which I think is really, you know, we, we tend to do that a lot, right? It's like, yeah. oh, it's your fault <laughs> that I feel this way. Or that yeah. when we're in the fear, we're in, I, I, I think of it as like entrapment. When we're in an entrapment with our fear, where our fear is trying to right. talk us down and, and really like get us back into this like, you know, self-sabotage or whatever it is, right? It's so easy to the person who's supporting us, especially if they're really close to us, like a family member or our partner or our best friend yeah. or, you know, somebody who is like really like we're comfortable with. You know how they say those things like you're always like harsh, harshest on the people who you're closest with. Yeah. It's like it, it can feel like we want to point fingers or we want to like do things. And I've done that before when I've been like really upset about something, kind of lashed out. And the key thing for me is always just to clean it up. Like, it's one thing to, like, we're human. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we say things or we lash out or we, you know, avoid people or we do whatever. It's like just cleaning that up as soon as possible because it just creates more energy. Like, just to be like, hey, babe, so sorry. I know that I was kind of in my stuff this morning and I, I didn't mean to be, to come off as rude or whatever. Yeah. You know, like just cleaning it up really quickly, like, gives us access to that that space in ourselves too. And it just like releases that energy. Cause I notice for yeah. myself when I'm in a shame cycle, if I do something else that creates like, Oh, it kind of like evidences the story of like, I'm shit. 
So like if I lash out at somebody or um, I avoid an appointment or I do something that's like totally out of character and out of integrity for me, it like, it like feeds the monster. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. 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 That was yeah, a little off track there, but that sense. felt important. I think somebody needed to hear that. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's, it's super important and, and being genuine about it too, when you are in that space of cleaning it up rather than just being like, okay, let me sweep this under the rug. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's one of the big pieces in all of the journey. <laughs> the whole thing is just being really genuine and coming back to your truth, which is something that you do so beautifully and that you really embody and, and, are any a beautiful example of is like okay let's be really genuine and really truthful and really honest and move through it and not just you know let it be a thing and bury it alive right so i want to acknowledge you for that because that's honestly one of the most powerful things i think any leader can do is is be seen in their own messes too which you do really really beautifully oh thanks for that acknowledgement I was like I was really being with that because I was like "Mm, sometimes I don't feel like that (laughs) so I was receiving your acknowledgement I'm like "Mm -hmm, thank you that's awesome let's get challenged in that area because there's it's so easy to discredit ourselves right and I I noticed myself just doing that and it's like um there's always going to be the next layer. There's always going to be more that we can offer of our hearts and more that we can mm-hmm. be open and transparent. And it's cool to acknowledge ourselves right now where we're at. And that's exactly what the video was for me too, was like, cool. And there's more places that you want to be and create and, and experience and acknowledging yeah. where you're at now. Like there's nowhere else to get. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thanks lady. I appreciate oh. that. Yeah, of course. That's a huge, huge piece. And I love how you touched on that too, acknowledging where you're at now. That's been a theme in my life mm. recently where I'm like, oh, let's play with this, right? Like I, I keep seeing people posting quotes and things of like, you know, follow your heart and never look back or, you know, follow your passion and never look back. And I, I keep coming back to this thought of like, why aren't we looking back? Because if we don't look back, we're not going to see where we've come from. We're not going to see how much we've grown. We're not going to be able to acknowledge ourselves and we're never going to feel like we did it, right? So yeah, to acknowledge yourself and to really be present to that is so, so valuable. I I love that. I think, hmm, I would love to hear your perspective on being seen because I know that this is something that comes up for you a lot. Yeah, and, all the time. And I don't, I don't say that to like, <laughs> I don't say that to shove it in your face. I just, I just want to hear your perspective and your learnings because mm-hmm. it has been such a present thing. And I think that it's been, you know, one of your biggest teachers. And even, I mean, it's been a huge teacher of mine in the last year too, that yeah, being I seen. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, inviting people to interview you on your own podcast. I imagine that's quite scary, right? Actually, I've been really loving this. Okay, cool. <laughs> so that's cool. good. <laughs> yeah, I think, but it's also because I've created a comfortable, like I'm pretty comfortable with my podcast now. There's moments yeah. where I have people on where I get a little bit like, oh, like, because as many of you know, I've shared on the show before, like, sometimes I, I find that you know, like really hearing people and like my intention is so potent that I want to like bring the best conversations to you guys that sometimes yeah. I can create a lot of significance for that and I can make myself a bit nervous. But I, I you know, I've, I've found my kind of comfort zone even in this podcast, which is also why I decided to do this series because I was like, oh, I'm getting a little bit cozy over there. Like, you know, yeah. Um, but the, it, the part that I get most struggled with with being seen is honestly about like creating content that is really authentic and really me Mm -hmm. and being seen to me sometimes is creating podcasts because it's it's not always like when I think being seen I used to think like like just physically being seen but there's an element of like exposing ourselves you know like yeah like allowing ourselves to be seen where we're at which kind of feeds into everything we've been talking about in this conversation too you know yeah it's like I think a lot of us, and and this has been my experience, is like there's there's been this idea that I need to be better that has gone through most mm-hmm. of my life. 
Um, it's not enough. You need to do better. You need to grow more. Um, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I think a lot of that too is being shown to us through social media and through other people's successes and, and all this kind of stuff. And, um, it can feel very real, you know, that, that we're not yeah. enough now. Right. And yeah. comparison and all these kinds of things. And for me, like I can remember as far as I can remember, <laughs> I was always really shy. So that might come as kind of like a little bit of shock to people. Totally. Because if you know me in real life, I'm like, I'm very outgoing. I, I love people. I I'll talk to anybody anywhere. Um, I'm very, very like open. But I have moments yeah. where my like, because my that pattern of shyness is not like a natural essence, you know, um, characteristic. It's like, it's more of like an ego created pattern of of shyness and like shutting down and all that kind of stuff. So even when I was really, really little, every photograph of me, I was crying because I didn't love I didn't Aww. like people pointing the camera at me anytime like my school photos every photo at my home, like all these things. I was always like a blubbering mess because I didn't like people looking at me. And there were some things that had happened in my childhood where, and these were subtle. These are not like big, you know, traumatic incidences, but who's to say it's not trauma when you're that age, right? Um, Where my family, like I would do something, I would be silly or I would try to like, you know, be myself. And then my sister and my family would kind of make fun of me. And so even just little experiences like this when we're kids, maybe we were shut down. We were in high school and we went to go apply for the play or something and we, we got told we sucked or, you know, like things like this can really affect us now in this day and age where we're going on social media or we're building brands or we're doing these things. And it's funny because it didn't actually show up for me. Um, I kind of moved through this. I kind of created a bit of a persona you know, over the years, I was like, oh, I'm really shy on the inside, but I'm just going to be outgoing out here. Like I learned how to be with people. And that a lot of it came through personal development and strategy work and all this kind of stuff, which is beautiful. But I was still hiding what was underneath. I was still hiding the real me. And it's taken a long time to unravel that. And I can still feel it. Sometimes I'll go into a little bit of it. And I have to like, you might have seen this on videos I do and stuff where I'm like, hold on a second. (laughs) And I'm kind of like, wait a second, I need to slow down for a second because I can feel myself going into it. And there's, there's like a programming, you know, for out in the world, for sure, that we need to show up in a certain way, that this is the right way to look, sound, be, create, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. It's also why I'm so passionate about spoken word and creating this new direction I'm going in, because there, there's something to be said about breaking the mold. And it takes a it yeah. takes a lot of like like inner ooh, like space holding to be like you yep. can be seen as exactly who you are, and that's enough, and that's beautiful, and that's perfect, and that's love. Like it can be it can be a little bit confronting. It feels less confronting the more you do it. But even when I when I first released that um, woman, I want to apologize piece. Mm-hmm. whoa all of those feelings were coming up for me of like people are going to think you're crazy what is all like that's just the effect of that kind of conditioning right it's not true it's just that when we're told for so many years like don't show your authentic self essentially like yeah. you know follow the rules be this way so it's been a lot of like unraveling that um and like you know for me it's it's the biggest learning that i've received this year around being seen um and I do not have this handled. Like I still notice, and this is a lot of it is subconscious. So that's what I've been really focusing on is more of the subconscious work around this because so much of what we believe about ourselves and how we operate is on that subconscious level. So even though my intention is, oh, be seen, go create these things, do this stuff, there is still stuff in the background that I can feel that's like stopping me in certain ways. And it's, you know, it's something that I'm actively in on, you know, because we know when we know when something's like a big breakthrough in our lives, you know, and and that's why you know this about me, because I've shared this multiple times. A lot of people know this about me, that there's this element of like, I know that I'm supposed to be using my voice. I know that I'm supposed to be out in the world more. And I notice myself getting in my own way about it. And so the the yeah. work that I'm doing is very much like what I shared about the video, being with myself, like being embracing where I'm at today as being exactly where I'm at and being okay with that and not trying to like show up differently or 
you know, whatever it might be. And this can get confusing, even just in some of the stuff that I teach about performance, because performance for me is showing up as the best that we can be, but it's also honoring where we're at. It's not about trying to be perfect. There's a fine line where we can get into the perfectionism. It's not about that. It's actually just about really fueling our body, our mind, our spirit to be able to show up and, and tackle those fears and be with those parts of ourselves fully and hear ourselves really clearly, you know? So yeah. It's an ongoing adventure, I'll say. And yeah. it's definitely, um, there's there's tones of of this in my daily life, you know? Like, it starts with me. It's not just about out in the world. It's like, it starts with me, right? It's like, when I get up in the morning, like, am I willing to fully embrace myself now? Am I mm-hmm. allowing my partner to fully see me? You know, am I softening those edges and trying to not ruffle feathers and like all of these kinds of things are ways that we try to not be fully seen, you know? Um, and it is like permission to just be yourself. Like really, you know, like there's so many people out in the world and all of us are unique and that's brilliant. We don't need to talk a certain way or look a certain way. And, and what I found so much, which is what's been so interesting for me was a lot of the things that I judged about myself, like, oh, like, well, people aren't going to want to, this was like kind of earlier on in my coaching career, I was like, oh, like people aren't going to want to work with me because I'm like this young girl. And so I would try to dress older and I would try to do these things. And like, that never changed anything. <laughs> like it doesn't yep. make any, these, these, these little judgment things, these actions we take from self-judgment, they don't actually create anything. They're not, yeah. they're not real. Right. And they're just, they're just fueling your own inner turmoil versus creating powerfully from that space of just, you are perfect, right? You're perfect, yeah. literally perfect yeah, in exactly. this moment. And so just creating from that place and it's a deep level of trust. It's like, I think this conversation really is connected to a conversation with your relationship to spirit. Like, do you trust that you are mm-hmm. exactly who you are, where you are, and what you are on purpose? Yeah. You know, because in our mind, we're like, oh, but I need um, – one of the things that came up for me a lot around this was I need my skin to look better because I had a lot of skin issues. And I was like, oh, I need my skin to look better or that will be the thing that will make me feel better on camera. Uh, nope, (laughs) no, it doesn't like this. This is, can you trust that you are who you are, where you are and what you are on purpose? Mm. It's all, it's all on purpose, right? So like we can try to like control and be like, no, this is what it'll be like. This is what will have me be comfortable being seen. Nope. You're just going to find another thing that's going to make you feel comfortable to be seen. And you're just going to keep not being seen. And so that's, for me, like the the gut-wrenching honesty and work that I have to do and not have to, but I get to on a daily basis is like, are you willing to accept yourself now? (laughs) It's just really that simple because from that place, being seen doesn't become a big conversation anymore because being seen is, is just allowing people in on you. Yeah. And if you're not sitting in a state of judgment there's going to be a different, a different level of seenness that you're, you're going to be yeah. able to be comfortable with. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I heard somebody say recently, um, I don't want to botch this, but he was like the speed of, um, like when people talk about frequency, this is Lewis Mocker that said this, I heard this on one of his podcasts and he, uh, he was talking about, um, like frequency so people having like a high vibration versus a low vibration or whatever and he's like literally i just want you to think about frequency as the speed of judgment Ooh, yeah and it really struck me i was like oh that's so true because the the, mm-hmm. the speed in which we judge or not judge or release judgment dictates how like how open we are how available we are totally. how present yeah. we are And judgment is a natural human trait. It's not like to say, like, we shouldn't be judging. Well, I mean, this is kind of built into who you are. Like, you were designed to be able to judge and make sure people were safe, to judge circumstances and surroundings. It's just that we've overused that muscle, right? So it's just just really strong now, right? So it's it's just that element of, like, how much are you willing to release judgment and just be with what is? Because if you know you're supposed to be seen, the addiction to I don't want to be seen 
is legit. Like you can get really caught up in the addiction to that story. I just don't, I'm just afraid to be seen. I'll, oh, I just, I'm not sure like how to do that or cool. <laughs> do it anyways. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. and then when you want to judge yourself about the performance that you feel like you didn't do well at, be with that too. And then do it again. You know, like mm-hmm. that's been my journey is like, I've, I watch some of my earlier Facebook lives and I cringe. I can't even watch them. I cringe. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And that's (laughs) the work. That's the work is like, can you be with yourself now? Oh, well, you are human and you got on camera and it wasn't the best ever. And can you still acknowledge that you probably impacted someone's life? Yep. You know, can you think about the others? And that's actually, that's the one thing I will close out that little question with is like, um, Like, really, it's so easy for me to get caught in my head about who I'm being or what I look like or what other people will think or blah, 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 blah. And it's the practice is like, who are these people that are going to watch this? Who are they to me? Mm -hmm. How can I serve them? Like, the more that we think more about the people that we want to impact and the people we want to serve – the easier it is, right? Because totally. you're, you're just thinking about them. You're not all caught up in your own head and your own, just being conscious about your own space. It's like, cool, who are these people? Get curious about them. And that really helped me in, in quite a few situations. Cause I also overcame like so massive social anxiety and it still perks up every once in a while, just cause my brain moves really fast. So sometimes when I'm in social situations, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Okay. Uh, 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 like, you know, but I really found that that really supported me is like looking to the person that I was in a conversation with and admiring them, noticing something about them that's really beautiful. Who are they? Getting curious about them. That can support us getting out of our own space and more into like service and contribution and curiosity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are my, those are my intakes on that one. Good question. I love that one. So Mm -hmm. I have a question for you. When are you going to start your own podcast? Uh, Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm thinking about it now. That's for sure. You're really a natural at interviewing. And I just, Thank I you. love listening to your voice. It's very like, so we're going to put up a little like just ladies listening to this. If Riley starts a podcast, will you listen? <laughs> and will you also just message her and be like, hey, start a podcast? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Push me. Mm-hmm. Push me. Go for it. <laughs> We will, won't we, ladies? We will. I'm sure that I'm sure that they will. <laughs> oh, oh man. so good. I love it. So good. Okay, I have two. I think I have two questions I want to close out on. Okay, First cool. one is because we've been talking so much about honoring yourself and honoring your journey and honoring the exploration and everything in between. What is the most important or like the first thing that comes to your mind? Piece of advice that you would share with someone who is trying to figure out how to better honor themselves and their journey and everything that happens with that. Hmm. Slow down, you know, like really slow down. (laughs) And we're like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like the whole, like the noisiness of our lives now is it's pretty legit. Like between mm-hmm. like social media and and our jobs and our families and our work and obligations and staying healthy and like all these things, there's a lot to think about. And if you feel in your heart, like you feel there's something that's not working here, is slow down. Yeah. Like really let yourself take some things off the plate just temporarily so that you can hear what, what you really need. Um yeah, I, I definitely have noticed this for myself and a lot of people that I've worked with over the years is there's this like idea that we have to keep going and that moving forward means that we need to like continue what we're doing and then just add more to the plate. And that's mm-hmm. not always true. Like sometimes we get to be in that catharsis of like breaking things down and actually like really looking at what's working and what's not working and being in that process of like releasing. And this is a really natural process and experience for us as women because even just if we were to look at through the lens of the menstrual cycle every four weeks you are naturally releasing and this is not just a physical thing this is a a spiritual experience and emotional experience this is this is literally you energetically being in the perfect state to release and so a lot of women notice like luteal phase right before menstruation that they feel like a lot of pressure 
Like there's a lot of, um, kind of the buildup of like, oh, and this is also really interesting. I could go on a total tangent about this, but I won't. But this is also <laughs> really interesting because the subconscious mind is more fluid with the conscious mind. As soon as we start entering into luteal phase, that subconscious mind becomes more fluid and available and in your grill. So you're like, you can feel those, those worries and those concerns and the things that aren't working and, you know, what's, what feels out of place in your life and what you really desire and what you're not getting. And like all of this stuff, you're just more present to it. And that's why a lot of women can feel, uh, I'm not going to say that's why, I mean, that felt very factual. Like I'm telling you what, this is why, <laughs> this is why you're feeling this now that I'm just in relation to the cycle though. There's a lot of that energetics around like why we feel like eating more food, why we want to lash out, why we're moody. All of these kinds of reactions are because of that deep honoring that our body and our, our, our being is calling us for. So listening to that and not necessarily like because this is something else that's really funny, and I'm curious how many women can relate to this, because I definitely can, is <laughs> when luteal menstruation phase come around, we can go into this, like, tearing everything down. And a lot of us have that sense of, like, like quitting. Like, we'll just, like, quit. Like, this isn't working, so I quit. And, like, just put down projects that we love because we feel frustrated or, you know, like, ending relationships. I'm going to leave you or, like, whatever it might be. And th that energy is is really tumultuous on purpose so that we can see what's there. But I always say, like, go through the entire four weeks of your cycle. Make – get clear about things that aren't working in luteal phase and menstruation. You're going to notice pretty clearly in those phases. Like, what is here in my life that is – that feels really sticky, that doesn't feel in deep honoring of who I am. And then mm -hmm. allow yourself to explore that, you know? So like just for the next, yeah. the next part of your cycle, feel into that. Cause once we go into follicular phase and ovulation phase, we feel more in it again. We're on fire. We're glowing. We're in the zone. Sometimes we can get more of that clarity that's like actionable from them. So mm -hmm. I always say like, we naturally are programmed to have deep level awareness of our own being and our own life. And my hunch is that because of that deep level of awareness, we can, when we don't listen to it, we can create a lot of avoidance strategies and a lot of deep suppressed emotion, a lot of deep suppressed voice. Like we're not saying the things that we want and yeah, we see a lot of these symptoms, right? And so yeah. um, using the cycle as a way of exploring that can be really, really potent to be releasing and, and bringing things on and everything. Did that kind of answer your question? I feel like I went into it. Totally. Of, yeah. Okay. You did, but I was, awesome. I resonated with that too. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, totally. That was, that was super powerful. I'm so glad. Cause yeah, it, it's just, the cycle is not something to be ignored. It is very present yeah. in our lives as yeah. women. It is very present. And if you're listening to this and you're like, no, my cycle is totally normal. I never even think about it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We never even think about it. So what's that about? Yeah. You know, and like just, oh. just listening in on it and like noticing if you never even notice it. Oh, what else are you not even noticing? What are you not really mm -hmm. receiving from yourself as just a way of like, just keeping on going? Like, you know, so it's not to mm -hmm. say that there's anything wrong with that, but just that it's a really cool place to look. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. Oh my gosh. I have loved this conversation so much. <laughs> Me too. I almost feel like I should have been taking notes myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to listen to it when it comes out and then I will definitely take notes. I want to turn the table a little bit onto you and I want to ask you your fill in the blank question Ooh. that I might totally misquote, but I believe it is if you truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. Oh, I love that you just asked me that. It's so cool. <laughs> This is how it feels when I ask that question. Okay. Uh -huh. So if you truly want to improve your life, hmm, hmm, listen beyond the noise of the world. Like listen to yourself, listen to where you feel led. And that listening doesn't always sound like the way you hear other things. It's not like yeah. when, when your parents told you you had to go to university. It's like that yep. listening of that deep knowingness in your body, in your being, 
like where you feel called, even if it completely goes against the grain of anything you've ever seen, even if it completely goes against what you even thought that you wanted, like listening to that deep voice, not the fear voice, the deep voice, and you will know the difference and really taking time. um, I kind of don't want to say taking time because it's not like you need to take time, but like actually being with yourself, like really like, that's why I said slow down because, um, it's easy to fill in all the space. It's so easy to do. We have more, (laughs) you have, you could fill in the space 60 times over in a day, which is the amount of stuff that we have access to now, but really Mm -hmm. choosing to have white space in your calendar, have space that you don't have anything else and you don't have any rules or appointments or whatever, so that you can really just be. And, that beingness is is beautiful in that we tend to expose like those new levels of growth and like what we're really feeling and what we really need and what we really want. And like those are the, the spaces that we can put intentionally things that really enliven us and have us feel really supported. So um, if you want to improve your life, then then really like slowing down and listening beyond what your world is telling you. Mm. So good. Thanks for that. Thanks for doing this with me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored to have been able to do this with you. Yeah. Such a blast. And ladies listening in, Riley is incredible. Please go follow her. We'll put all the links and stuff to her in the show notes. Um, Easily one of my top favorite humans. And I'm so excited for everything that you're creating. I always get these visions of you like, really being one of the the leaders in these industries so i just ladies go follow her now because you might want to get autographs and stuff now and like just do the thing because (laughs) yeah she's definitely moving in that uh world leading world changing direction so thanks for all the work that you do and the way that you show up for humans and for people and your beautiful self um it's such a pleasure to know you yeah yeah right back at you oh thank you And just a quick reminder to go to Riley's last post on her Instagram and um, just tell her that she needs to start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just blow it up, ladies. Blow it up. All right. I can already see that. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much, lovely. And thanks for listening in, ladies. And we will talk to you guys in the next episode. 